0: Yo, what's up, Waste Man? Yo. Wait,
1: what'd you call me? <laughs> uh, hey now, everybody. You know, I'm, I'm annoyed. Uh, you know, you know th- things, things are getting back to normal, and, and my schedule is just all out of whack. You know, I got, I got a Chipotle chicken pasta from Cheesecake Factory waiting for me while my co-host takes his good old time. You know, we learned Yob isn't coming on. I'm starting the Jets defense. Our pets' heads are falling off. But anyway, you know, week four is here. Scott is finally done jerking off to Gianna Michaels' videos, I assume. And we can get started for week four. But before we do that, let's address went da- what, what went down in week three. Scott, please take it away before I fucking kill myself.
0: Well, Adam, thank you so much for the warm uh, introduction. Uh, you failed to mention the second part of our podcast on today in replacement of our king and supreme leader who promised to be on the show today we brought on our uh weekly seems like third host at this point joel my esteemed roommate joel p gotley before Uh, i thought i fired joel joel what are your thoughts
2: my thoughts are that we have a fake king running around the cfl 2.0 calling himself a leader meanwhile he makes a post saying that he's he's going to be here he does a video he does a he buys something online and then he's a no show so i'm here to tell you that there's a different king, and his king is JPG. He's having
1: supper with his wife right now, or his wife-to-be.
2: Guess what? We, we, all, we all have dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, and I alluded to that in my intro when I said that my Chipotle chicken pasta is waiting for me, and I hope it's not getting cold.
2: I just had a fantastic toasty. You know what a toasty is? No, I don't know what that is. Well, when I started watching Love Island UK, I found out that a toasty is another word for a sandwich. And it was fantastic.
1: Sounds like, a, sounds like something a city Joel guy would kind of say. But let's get back on track, Joel. And uh, let, let's get to week three now that you're here for the king, Chris Yob.
0: So, I mean, we could go right into it. I mean, I think first off, just kind of taking a look at big surprises of the week, I think. You look at Joel, looks right at your game here. Ray dropping 150 on your head, 50K on your head. Disrespect. You know, big uh one fifty bomb on you, Ray bouncing back. No no and, and by the way, in no short thanks to the Admiral James Robinson leading his team. <laughs> is he going
1: back on your team after this week?
0: Uh week six. So Oh
1: wow. I thought it was only a um a three week loan.
0: Yeah, nope. It, it is a three week. So it's uh he had him last week. This oh okay, weekend. gotcha. So uh Ray with a one and two, uh, you know, moving to one and two, his team is legit.
1: Yeah, I think let's Ray probably has away. the best. Ray probably has the best worst team in the league uh, right now. i would say right, Let's not get
2: even though he doesn't have Gardner be- Minshew.
1: I don't trust Gardner Minshew.
2: A guy beats me, and all of a sudden they're the best. No, okay, I'm not the man. <laughs> Connor's Connor's the man, and in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. But besides that, yes, Ray did benefit from a trade raping of me when I gave him Christian McCaffrey, and you know what? He also benefited in the loan, and uh, I really do like Ray's team a lot, and I think he's among the top three if I was doing power rankings, but I'm not, so we'll see where Scott ranks him yeah
0: i think that what you really have to look at i think what what was um the interesting storylines of this week primarily was centered around the fallout of trade get in um really how that was going to impact how you know as adam and i went through the trades last week over 140 dollars moved uh 10 plus trades we really wanted to see how each of these players moving to different areas were going to affect their team and Uh, It definitely helped Ray uh, hurt you, Joel, a a slight bit as uh, Dalvin Cook went off against Connor um, with that 24.9 points. um, Really helped promote or, I guess, excel Joey to a big win. He almost dropped uh, 150 as well. You've got to assume at this point that Joey's got the best team in the league.
1: Yeah, I agree. And speaking of trades, can we just talk about Craig? And I I just don't understand Craig's trades. Can someone – here, please try to get me on where Craig's head is at with these trades that he made. Are you talking about
2: my
0: trade specifically?
2: Yeah, no, no, he's not talking about your trade. He's talking about your raping of our friend Craig Lynn, which is just wrong, Scott. You're you Benton, you're the person that you say is your best
1: friend in the CFL. You so. not
2: only traded, you not only took advantage of him, but you won't even acknowledge it. You brought I don't know him. what words.
1: That's this is probably the fifteenth Brock Turner reference I've made on this show. And <laughs> I would say more than half of them are because
0: of you. Well, mm-hmm. let me, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do the best I can to um, justify this move for Craig, as you can maybe tell him a little bit low energy, jab this afternoon. I've been,
2: yeah, please try the best you can, Scott. There's so, no way you can do it. No is, energy
0: so, Listen, Craig at the end of the day is Owen three. He's the worst team in the league. He needs to make, something happen now if he wants any shot at making the playoffs to quote jpg the fourth uh as he says often there you have to make the playoffs before you can win the championship and craig is in that situation right now where he has to start winning games chris godwin wasn't lighting the world on fire when he was healthy so his uh thought process was simply i need to get wins now and chris godwin could be out two weeks could be out longer Luckily for me, I have the depth where the patience – where I can be patient. Um,
1: I mean, you made out fine. It's just that Craig has Will Fuller House and Julian the Rabbinical Beard Edelman as his wide receiver one and
2: wide receiver yeah. two. And I just don't trust well, he's McCorn, David Montgomery don't forget he does Sheriff's have Mon- Department. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Adam. In order to get wins nail. you know, he really, he really has to lean on Julian Edelman. Hey, Scott, really, listen. I'm not,
1: I'm not criticizing you here at all. I mean, listen. People are mad at Donald Trump because he only paid $750 in taxes. I say all the power to you. I mean, you're an idiot if you, if you can't get away with it. So I have no problem with what you did there.
0: Yeah. And and listen, I don't I – don't, even if I did rape him, I wouldn't have any problem with it. I, I actually – <laughs> Wow. My rapes. I'm not a Joel Gottlieb where I cower behind my incredible rapes. Joel – um, You're proud with, of? Your I rape, have
1: never. raped.
0: I want to make it clear. I have never raped a person ever <laughs> in this league. Whoa. In
2: this league or trade raping. Oh. Or what about or,
1: outside the league?
2: Like I said, in this
0: league. <laughs> Very specific. So, anyways. <laughs> I'm but uh,
1: of the imagination am i right
0: uh, but anyway so i'm I, i'm happy with it but i think it was a good trade for craig i think he got a lot more depth and pieces now than he did before i thought the trade he had with ray was unbelievable i think McLaurin is his wide receiver one but going up against the ravens this week i think he's a little scared and would rather play you know will Fuller, who's going up against the fucking vikings which is going to be a bloodbath in my opinion um but Look, I, I get why give...
2: Ray did. I mean, I get why Craig did it. Like, he needs to make a move now. He's not going to make the playoffs. if he... He's not going to win the championship if he can't make the playoffs, like I say. But the thing is, long term, I think this is really going to sink the upside of his team. And I don't think he has pieces unless he trades Zeke, which he does not seem like he's going to do, to get those pieces back. So I do agree the trade with Ray was great for both sides. Really good trade by both people.
1: Yeah, Craig should just start uh, looking up Airbnbs for us for next year already. That should just be his duty from now on in the in the league
0: uh, well, from that this, is, this, this moment forward. That is his duty, actually. But well, if... I
1: mean, it in terms of, you know, just don't even worry about your team at this point. Just focus <laughs> on getting us a cabin that Ray can uh, spill a drink on and then pour an entire bottle of
0: uh, dish soap on, which I'm so, not sure if we ever got charged for that. So with that being said, the one thing I did want to note on... Uh on what Joel said there. And at first I was firmly a believer that in order for Craig to succeed, he was going to have to get rid of Zeke. I think he's done a really good job of getting, of getting out of a pinch right now without giving up Zeke. And I think right now, I actually don't think he even needed to make that trade with me, to be honest. I think he probably could have just sat tight and um, saw how his team played out as is, but You know, at the end of the day, I think he doesn't even need to give up Zeke. I think he's got the talent around Zeke at this point to make at least a halfway run at a a late playoff spot. It's going to be a tough run just because he's already so far behind the eight ball. But I really don't see it being that huge of a situation.
1: Yeah. And uh, I guess that would segue into our next topic, which is who was the owner of the week. And I think it really comes to no surprise and... Well, actually, I'm surprised. Never mind. I, I take back what I said dramatically. Uh, Joey is the owner of the week. Joey's team is just bothers me how good it is. Um, he put another week where he put up 147 points. I would like to, you know, just throw this out there though that I did beat Joey week one. And let's just not let's not forget mm. about that. Okay, that mm. that matters uh, when it comes to comes to looking at the standings and the and the schedule. So people don't uh, talk about it. Anymore. Yeah, people don't give the respect. People don't give me the respect that I deserve, you know. And now I'm two you and one. Talk about I'm, I'm two good starts away from being three and zero out here, people. Okay, and not to mention, I'm one win away from tying Joel for the all time record in CFL wins. Okay.
2: okay, never mind.
1: But anyway, we're talking about
2: Joey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, Joey's just been by far in the best situation he's ever been in. Um, definitely impressed with the route that he's taken as far as where he was at prior to the years in the years prior to just trading away his whole team, you know, making insane deals to where he is now, which is just, uh, you know, a, an absolute powerhouse shit brick house. So um, definitely the owner of the week that Dalvin cook trade, as I alluded to earlier, really put him over the edge. That was, I think the ownership move that, um, really did put him over the edge this week. Uh, I really also, we had some internal discussions uh, about possibly Ray as owner of the week as well. Uh, yes. Ray, Ray, that loan, again, just put him completely over the edge. Um, the Admiral. The, the Admiral. He was able to pick up serious value with Christian McCaffrey, uh, George Kittle, uh, guys that are going to be able to lead him into the future. But for this week, we just could not you know, not pass up on Joey again over the week.
1: Yeah, and he also signed Des Bryant in free agency. I don't know if
0: anybody saw that. I did see that. Total mm-hmm. Joey move. Yeah. Guys,
2: I'm
1: really oh, wait, regretting. Sorry, Joel, you. I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I apologize. I know interrupting is very rude, and I hate when people do it to me. <clears throat> uh, but Joey offered me today T.Y. Hilton and Kareem Hunt for Devontae Adams, to which I said, no, thank you.
0: Kareem Hunt and what was the uh, other guy? T.Y. Hilton. Oh yeah. Horrible.
1: Yeah, did K-Y. not K-Y. like that. trick.
2: Hunt for Kareem Hunt for Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> and then so, you know, so. listen,
1: Joey, Joey's going all in this year. We can't we can't fault him for it. Well,
2: what I was I... going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by the main host of this podcast, Don't Ever Get That Confused. <laughs> listen, I apologize um, before is I do. that is that I was doing it again. Is that uh I really regret coming on this podcast, if I'm being 100% honest, because <laughs> so far the two people who have been named owner of the week, I had a big, big hand in helping them get that by trading Ray, Christian McCaffrey, for Dalvin Cook. And then how long? Eight hours. Oh, that's right. Eight hours later, I traded Dalvin <laughs> Cook to Joey for Kenyon Drake and Josh, CD, Silence of the Lambs, and uh, Aaron discount, double check. But um, can someone ask me what I think of Yob real quick? Because I have a joke that I've been waiting to set up.
0: Well, uh, I'd like it to be known. I'd like to be put on the record saying that Yob has called me and texted Adam and I at least oh, three, four, l- at least three to four times. So I do give him credit for that. Um, unfortunately, you know, the train has left the station. We are in motion, and we cannot stop uh, or return back. You see, to... Yob,
1: Yob thought that we were going to be recording at 5 o'clock on the dot, but, um, you know, as I
0: alluded to
1: earlier in my intro, uh, you know, my schedule is just completely out of whack. So I do apologize for, you know, I know we say we're going to record on Tuesday. Then we record on Thursday. But most important thing is, is that we get an episode out, which is what we're doing. So, Joel, thank you for coming on. Um, but, okay. okay. You know, Enough
2: of this mission. Somebody asked me how I feel about Yop.
0: How do you feel about Ya I
1: was going to do that. <laughs>
2: That's how I feel about Young. He rickrolled the entire <laughs> CFL 2.0. He told everybody in the league, hey, guess what, guys? I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here or well, the kings here, the king's coming, and then guess what we did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God,
2: he rick talk. rolled us. He bent us over worse than Joey uh, worse than uh, Scott bent over Craig Lynn this week. And <laughs> duped us. He rickrolled us, and that's all I gotta say about that.
1: Uh, you know, I do appreciate a good Rick Roll, so I'll give him credit for it. I don't mind.
0: I forgot how terrible doing this podcast sober was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't, that's why when you said you were getting coffee, I was confused because usually you're emptying your philosophy bag.
0: Yes, I, uh, Joel had gotten it. I was, I've been I, drinking White Claws. I've been up since 7 a.m. this morning working and uh, mm. I took a brief sabbatical. I, I probably shouldn't have sabbaticaled to get my suit and my sh- and sh- new shoes at uh about two o'clock and so now uh <laughs> when i came back i had to start working again and uh you know it really just took the wind out of my sails to be honest well, with
1: everyone's everyone's low energy jeb today you know this is not a- me
0: adam i'm completely sober
2: over here sober as a fucking I, I, you're 90 day
1: you're as healthy I'm as just a horse breathing. brother you're, you're not not a drip
2: I'm just crazy as a, as a, I don't know. But anyway,
1: I know you're reeling because uh, Juju's not playing for you this weekend.
2: Oh, you know, Adam, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been waiting for it all podcast. Um, here's the deal. <laughs> Juju. First of all, I traded Will Fuller and Malcolm Brown for. Thank you, Adam. Um, just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that was and, um, I'm still not over that. And <laughs> just wanted to mention that while I got you live on the air. Um <laughs> But no, I, I got, that's why we have CD Silence the Lambs for, for scenarios like this, where we can reach out, scream into the ether. Clarice, CD's coming, you know what I mean? Clarice, anyway, what's the,
1: suck Clarice. Dick, Clarice.
2: Clarice. Clarice. Coming over <laughs> for some the Chianti today?
1: and la, Fava beans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. No, I no, you I, did that. Yeah, here's I know,
1: my, I,
0: I, do, my, I do good impressions. Of uh, Anthony Hopkins. So here's my question, off the cuff. This is totally off the mm-hmm. cuff. wasn't planned at all. Sure. Um, mm. Like the name of our former podcast. A little, buyer A little, little buyer sell. Little buy sell. I, I'm looking at a guy right now, and I've just been looking through um, just some of the matchups for next week, and I'm yeah, yeah. so torn on this guy. What do we think about Jeff Wilson Jr. if Raheem Mostert is out? Are we buying? of the production that Jeff Wilson had last week, those two touchdowns, or are we selling them? I'm, sell- right. I'm
1: selling him off my plantation for more than one reason. One, uh, his cotton-picking skills are just not up to – they're not adequate. And secondly, he oh, I don't think he got that many carries, right? Well, how many carries did he have in that game? I think it was
2: maybe uh, – was it 15? Or I think he only had like um, 20. He, no, 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 no. I, but you, well, a couple things. Speaking as the Jeff Wilson owner, he had two less carries than than uh, McKinnon and more receptions. He also had two touchdowns. McKinnon had I, uh, one, I think.
1: Yeah. See, I think the touchdowns is what's kind of uh, it, it's it's kind of like a false advertising for him. Uh, he only has 18 yards rushing on the entire season.
2: So now look at his reception receiving yards though. He okay. So he had he had 70 total yards last Sunday. Uh, McKinnon, who was the starter, had 80 total yards. He had two less had, rushing he had, attempts.
1: He had, he had he averaged one point three yards per carry. I mean he, he had twelve pretty carries pretty for pretty fifteen easy. yards, three catches for fifty-four yards. I mean, is that something that you really think he's gonna be able to do on a week to week basis, especially once oh. Raheem Mostert comes back? So
2: no, 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 I, no, no, no. I'm I think I'm he's selling heavy on body.
1: Jeff Wilson Jr.
2: Joel, I know no, you're no, gonna I think... try and
1: save face because he's on your team. So I no. he's no, no, so no, me just on
2: top of
0: let every trade that you're offering.
2: <laughs> no, let me just say real quick. He's, no, I'm not a long-term buy. But for this, until Mostert comes back and Kevin Coleman comes back, I am a buy because they're not a, a backfield where they're just going to give McKinnon a three-down uh, role where he's going to be every single down. They always are going to be a committee. And right now, the only people in that backfield are Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. Jarek McKinnon <clears throat> hurt his ribs last week, left the game early. Jeff Wilson saw a lot of work after that. They're going to be splitting time. So if it's two guys only in that backfield this week against the Eagles, yes, I'm going to be. I'm actually starting Jeff Wilson Jr. this week because of uh, nobody else is healthy. But long term, I agree. Yeah,
1: exactly. But long term, I think you have to sell. Right. Short term, certainly you can buy on them. I'm looking at your team right now, Joel, and I have to give you credit for signing Kamini Trail of Tears Fairbairn. So uh, good, good job doing that. That's a guy I drafted actually.
2: I did that just to scream it when, I, when he kicks a field goal on Sunday. Trail of tears. No, his name. Um, <laughs> By the way, we, we should probably um, – uh,
0: anyway, never mind. So another buy or sell candidate that I think I find personally interesting. I have a personal connection with this man, um, both sexual and sensual. Oh, wow. David Johnson. Where are we at on the – Oh, my God. Scott just drafted David Johnson. Where are we at on the David, oh Johnson-, God, David, Johnson. <laughs> on the David Johnson train? I mean, I've
1: been offering you trades for David Johnson. You refuse to do them. Um, you know, someone Good I know, too, someone I'm I like know close Gobby. to me, um, I'm, I, you know, I won't expose the whistleblower here, um, but I've heard rumblings that, you know, people have told me they think that you, Scott, have the worst 3-0 and
0: mm-hmm. team in the league. Um, I, know. I would agree. I would personally very much agree.
1: Really? Who's See, I, I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, you're projected 108. Like I said, I'm not going to expose my sources. No, go ahead and say it, though. But, you know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that, Joel. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a quack like you. Listen, I'm Italian. Okay, I'm not a rat. If you've ever seen the movie Goodfellas, you would know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, but no, I'm. I'm very high on David Johnson. I like him a lot. I think. Uh, I think if you look at the Texan schedule, it's been really rough the first three weeks. I think that they're gonna. Bounce back! I think they're going to win their next three games. They have Minnesota, Jacksonville, and then at Tennessee, who's got the Rona. So I, I think his usage is going to go up. I,
2: I'm buying heavy on David Johnson right now. Joel, um, I wouldn't say I'm buying heavy, but I'm definitely in. I definitely think he's a top. Well, when you're running, running many-
1: back is Mark Ingram, you'll buy heavy on anybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely would put him in the top twenty of running backs every week going forward unless uh unless otherwise you know circumstances change i think you know against a good matchup he's going to be a smack like he's going to really do well but against a bad matchup like if they have to pass the ball a ton i'm it's going to be touchdown dependent because i don't think their o-line is particularly good but i do think they're going to ride him pretty heavy so if he's going up against a weak run d he's really going to smash but He's the type of guy you have to start every week though, unless you have an insane unless you have like Joey or or uh Jimmy or uh Ray's or level Malardi. running backs or Millardis running backs. Uh I would probably take David Johnson over Todd Jay Gurley. Or, uh, it'd be a toss up. I mean, Johnson's been better than Mixon, but Mixon has the history. So I think yeah. that's a toss-up.
0: David Johnson but, um, or Drake.
2: <laughs> oh, I would what take was that, Benjamin Scott. Drake.
0: I said David Johnson over Kenyon Drake. I would side. take a little shot at there.
1: <laughs> Joel, are you upset with Kenyon Drake? Are you disappointed in his output so far since you've made that trade for him?
2: Well, I've only had him for one game, and in that one game, he had over 80 yards rushing. So <laughs> not I'm bad. not really, I'm not really upset. He just didn't get in the end zone. So you know, he had 17 carries, 80 yards, over 80 yards rushing. There's going to be weeks where Kyler is going to vulture him, but. Um, if he doesn't get it done against Carolina this week, which is such a bad run, D, then I'll be a little worried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I feel dude. you on that one.
1: Tell me. Oh, wait, hold on Tell a second. Me. Oh my God. Wait, wait. What is that? Oh my God. You know what that means? It means it's time for the week four power rankings. Now, Scott, I know you're very low energy. Jeb. But this is your favorite part. This is everybody's favorite part of the CFL 2.0 podcast. When we all get to know where we stand in the CFL. Let's do the week four power rankings.
0: Yes. And uh, we'll get right into it. Um, At number 12, you know, again, I'm going to try to emphasize this as much as I can. It's very hard to get emotionally excited when discussing this man's fantasy football team, but, um, For the third consecutive week, Craig uh, will remain at number 12 in the power rankings. Uh, We'll see what happens after the trades. Again, I think Craig did a good job with the trades. I know he got a lot of hate for it, but um, I think he did a good job. I think he's got uh, his two running backs in flex situation figured out. At this point, I really like David Montgomery for the rest of the year. I'm a big Daryl Henderson believer now. Uh, it looks like he's the guy after Adam fleeced and raped me for, uh, you know, what what everybody was saying. I fleeced and raped him. Malcolm Brown was droppable. And then Will Fuller had zero points on my bench. So that is – or actually he had zero points on your bench. And then I got him and he had a good game. Either way. He's off my team. That's now. usually how
1: things go for me.
0: Either either, either way, he's off my team now. Um, but I think Craig's the number twelve team could easily move up. He's got Joe Burrow, uh, the former JPG villain, and uh, you know I'm excited to see what he can do with this this newly revamped team. Uh, but for now, he his team still sucks, and he's got to start winning, or he's going to win the SACO again.
1: Literally every player in the CFL 2.0 is a former member of JPG's Villains.
0: Yes. And now number 11. Number 11.
1: Uh,
0: Chris Yob, the Silence Accusers. Um, very funny post he had in the uh, Facebook group about Sarah Good was laughing really hard at that post out loud like a fool uh, while I was at dinner. But... <laughs> Uh, that doesn't take away from how bad Yob's team is. I honestly think Yob's team is right now worse than Craig, but I can't. I just can't put him behind Craig at the current point. Had ninety six points. That was to be my question.
2: I was going to ask you how how can you put Craig's team below Yob's? I think Yob. I'm not just. Like, this is no more Rick rolling. I love Yob, but Yob's team is hundred really? percent worse than Craig's. So? He hundred percent. He's got. He's got no. Uh, as, well. I mean he's got Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson currently has been worse than Joe Burrow for fantasy. Um Adrian Peterson he has to start. Rex Burkett, he spent thirty-two dollars <laughs> on. Mike Evans. Mike Evans stat line. Guess how many yards Mike Evans has on the season? Like twenty-five. We well week one, one catch, two yards, touchdown. Week two went off. Seven seven receptions, oh, hundred and four and a touchdown. Week three, two catches. Two yards, two touchdowns. (laughs) Like, I don't think that's at least he's getting Mike Evans, though. Jarvis Landry, he continues to start Jarvis Landry, who has not had more than eight points in fantasy. I offered
1: uh, a trade to Yab that he declined. Would you guys like to hear it? I offered him Deshaun Watson, Julio Jones, and Robbie Anderson for Lamar Jackson and Mike Evans, and he said no.
0: Well, Yob needs to start making some serious changes to his team, keeping focused with the uh, ratings. I actually just looked at my team to make sure um, that he didn't fuck up the uh, would... budget for me and Jeremy's trade and he did. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to adjust my budget as we go. Uh, this is why we keep two people on board. He probably gave Jeremy the two. He did. Um, so he fucked it up. So I don't even know how much Jeremy had. So 90, 80, 70, 60, 60. 50 40, 30, i think well, now everything's fucked
2: well while you're doing that while you're doing that I'll, I'll just speak to his team a little bit more um i do think that his team has potential once he his injuries get cleared up with moster and samuel and if alshon jeffrey becomes a football player again and henry ruggs can be something then maybe his team might be pretty good but that's a lot of maybes, and right now he's one and two, and he's banking on guys coming back from injury who aren't scheduled to come back As long as time. Carson Wentz is quarterback so,
1: of the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey is not coming back.
2: I agree, and I don't think Ertz for his team will be relevant mm-hmm. right now. So if I were Yob, I'd be looking to make moves because, I mean, I just don't – I don't know. I'm, I have different views on the players he has than he and does. And that brings so, us to number 10.
0: And so here's the thing before, before we move on there. The one thing I want to note is rankings are done on the CFL 2.0 podcast, something that you don't understand, Joel, is that we we go week by week, okay? We can't just move guys up and down the power rankings like it's willy-nilly, okay? These guys have to work their way up and down. There's reasons for everything that I do, okay? Craig has not proven worthy of moving up his performances have been absolutely pitiful as have yob's but he has not given me enough of a reason to move up so that's why he stays at 12 and yob stays at 11 now moving on to 10 now that's the the type
1: of energy that the cfl (laughs) 2.0 podcast needs
0: sorry joel but sorry i had to be a little rude but with uh (laughs) (laughs) silence from the uh peanut gallery over there and uh i'm feeling good now after a nice Joel ripping all right number uh that's like <laughs> a good rib
1: on JPG to get your juices
2: flowing. Wow, I feel man. Guys, I'm, I'm glad I could be here. I'm glad I could be here today for that. You know, I really just want to thank Adam, the main host of this podcast. The guy who carries it every week <laughs> and,
0: for inviting and, me. And uh, <laughs> did you just say smart? Don't say smart with me, okay? You were next to last. You were last in your class, maybe even less than, less than last. You didn't know the name of your college. Uh, come on, man. We got to do power <laughs> rankings, man. Hey. You, you see right? this clown? You got 12, you got 11. You're a clown, man.
1: So I think man. we're going
0: on to... You're uh, a clown, man. What is that, number 10 or number 9? Nobody shows up to your rallies, Joe. Number 10. You've been in for 47 years, you haven't done anything. Will you anyway. shut up, man? <laughs> number 10. <laughs> Sean Alec. That was good, man. <laughs> Sean Alec Puffy Combs. Um, I know, the bass just dropped. Uh, Alec Combs. <laughs> Uh, Alec Combs team...
1: Oh wait 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 You gotta give Alec his music Hold on
0: He only gets two seconds Go ahead So Alec's team Also in the bottom three For a 100% fact He took a very deep drop This week actually um, his team is just not good. I mean, he's, he's struggled week after week, only put up an 80-burger this week against Jimmy. Absolute disgrace. Chris Carson looking like he's not going to play. Or actually, there was a report that said he practiced today, which is good. Um, he's, his, his team is hanging on by literally the skin of his dick with Mike Davis as his RB2. Uh, he just had to buy Brandon Cooks from Jeremy to even have a somewhat reliable flex to start. Uh, he's just in really deep trouble here. And honestly, I could see Yob also, or excuse me, I could see Alec being in that conversation for last place. These three teams, I'm going to be completely frank with you and, and feel free to disagree. I think these lock themselves into a SACO um, to a SACO, you know, competition a- potentially. Already. Yeah, I agree. They, with you. They, I think Craig is the, Craig is the closest to getting out in my opinion, but I think, Until Alec and Yob start to get serious about making moves on their team, I don't see them being able to dig themselves out. I think what Alec did to Joel today was disgusting, (laughs) if we're being honest. It's disgusting. He agreed to a trade. He backed out because he was bullied by Joey. Into not doing it, and it just shows the weakness of outcomes. I love outcomes sexually. I love outcomes too. You know, we have a sexual relationship. That's the second but, male you've admitted to having a sexual. Whoa, relationship. whoa, 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 whoa! I don't judge your sexual partners. Let's just move past it. All right. Well, thank and, God. Excuse me,
2: I'm in the middle you know, of a rant. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up, Scott. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, Alec and I had a trade talk today where we had an agreement. It, it it was a you know i don't even want to talk about it. it but here's the thing it was bush league bullshit i'll just say it for what it was it was unprofessional it was a lower class organization <laughs> thing to do and i'm not upset with joey because joey actually called me and he i understand where joey was coming from but you know what you don't do adam you don't call somebody and say yeah you want to do this deal and i say yeah we we work it out we say yes if, and he goes all right i accept and hey, i say hey, all right hey, i accept hey, hey, hey. i go so done you
0: are a cool now
1: yeah this bedroom doesn't
2: smell like todd fuck (laughs) anyway anyway it was bush league bullshit it was unprofessional but the thing about it is if alec wants to make a trade with me of course i'll be there but here's the new rule alec you now have to propose the trade in the app before you even text (laughs) me about it because I don't believe that you're actually willing to do so, any trades. That being
0: said, before we to, to without risking Joel going off in another diatribe, uh, I'll I'll, I'll move on to number nine here. But no, with that know. being, I'll conclude with Alex saying he's got some serious work to do, um, including moving Chris Carson, which, uh, you know, Alec, I'd be happy. To talk to you about. Yeah, if Alec,
1: you, definitely don't make trades with the two people that just insulted you. Why don't you make a trade with me? I've done nothing but <laughs> been nice to you on the CFL 2.0 podcast. Everybody knows it. Everybody's agreeing with me. So you go ahead and text me 856
0: 465-7103. Extension 447. And we're on to number nine. 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 Nicholas Malardi. I'm just going to be straightforward. Wow, Malardi actually slip. Malardi was slipped small. from six last week to nine. A small slip, especially with such a close game. um, I think Millardi slips ever so slightly due not to his uh, team, more so his managerial decisions. I think his start sits last week uh, weren't tremendous, to put it mildly. uh, To put it mildly. Certainly bailed me out. And, uh, yeah, literally really bailed you out. And I think that right now Millardi is just in a position – with his team, that he's going to need to overcome a little bit. Uh, he's going to need to get out of this hump. Um, well, quickly. he does get Yab this week, so that helps. Yeah, so a win over Yab this week could solidify himself back into that top six conversation where he was before. Um, but again, I think that Malardi's got a pretty good foundation. Fluffy, I think, is still strong, intact. Nick Chubb is criminally, criminally rated when it comes to projections. Nick Grubb, Chubb. Every week he's projected to sh- uh, score like 13 points. and Every week he fucking kills it. Could have been mine instead of Michael Thomas. Should have been mine. Don't want to talk about it. But, um, you know, I think Fluffy's intact. Joe Mixon is, is better days are ahead. And, uh, you know, he's still got that core nucleus. I think he's, he's rated nine now, slightly above our number eight, very slightly. It was I went back and forth on this. But I think just due to their game this week, I had to give the edge to the winner. That's really what it boiled down to, um, which leads really into our number eight, which is my host, my co-host, Ugh. Adam. You oh sigh. You sound disappointed.
1: Do I sound disappointed? No, I'm frustrated. You know what, no, frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. Okay, this is bullshit. Nobody gives me my respect. You turn a blind eye. Joel turns a blind eye. Everybody turns a blind eye. Everyone in that locker room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.
0: So, Adam, with a fantastic rendition of the Bret Hart, I'm the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be speech. With that being said, moving on to Adam, number eight. Uh, Adam actually rose in the power rankings this week. Adam's Uh, rise, baby. Adam's rise. Uh, Big win. Uh, A really underperformance by – Joey or by Millardi has led to you uh, moving up to that two in one mark. You do continue to reference Joel uh, being <laughs> the leader in uh, wins. I would just like to point out that.
2: Sorry, Scott. Did you say Joel Patrick Gottlieb, the all time leader in CFL regular season wins in the history I of our like, league? Is that I would what you like said? to
0: point out that you are currently tied um, for leader in wins. Now, me and Joel are. No, Connor and Joel are. Oh, okay. So I'm one.
1: I'm one game below the both of them.
0: Yes, I, I don't
1: think your math's right, but it's okay.
0: My math is correct.
2: And it, well, so we don't calculate that till the end of the season for accuracy's sake. Like we don't you, Have you met with your auditors yet?
0: <laughs> so, I have
2: <laughs> So, let's wait till the end of the season to start viewing all-time records.
0: So, at at 8 here with Adam, uh I really again, Adam, I like the core nucleus of his team. He's really dependent on two extremely um injury prone receivers which is a killer but it looks like he's it looks like he, you've uncovered something here with Devin Singletary. I think I really I was so out on Devin Singletary. I am now fully back in to go back to reference our buy sell. I am really really loving Devin Singletary. Um not more than anybody I have so don't offer me a trade please, but I do <laughs> but I do really like him like a lot. He's right like him and David Montgomery are like in the same category to me as guys that started off a little slow, but their outlook for the rest of the year looks really good. I think Singletary is kind of locked in the starting role now. So he, he's your running back one. Uh, you have serious problems, Adam, with Ingram. Uh, yeah, like, I know. It's like so Ingram. sad. And the problem is one of your – which I know you've been offering. And by the way, it's not a bad trade. Even offering Julio Jones around to try to find a solution there. And unfortunately, uh, you know, he's just – he's just too intimidating for anybody to take a big risk on right now.
1: Not till this so, weekend. Wait till this weekend. He's going to have a big week, Monday night football. He's going to get everybody juiced up again. And then everyone's going to be texting me. Garant yes.
0: Me. Yes. And with that being said though, um, you know, Deshaun Watson is um, yeah, I so know. we'll see how that goes. You yes. have Apple Buzard still on your bench with Golden Tate, who we should talk about after the podcast. Um, I'd be, right. I'd be glad to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do think that you have a good core nucleus. Again, you and uh, you and Malardi kind of are in the same boat of guys that. So I, I'd say if we're breaking it down into tiers, I'd say Craig, Yob, and Alec are clearly the worst. Like, not even close. Like they're a separate tier. I think you and Malardi, uh are kind of in your own bubble. So the, the the nine and eight spot as teams where you two could really either go one of two ways, right? I think you could boom and Devontae Adams and Julio figure it out, you rise to the top and uh, make another championship run, or this, they're injured for the rest of the year, you have to make trades to get yourself out of it, and you fall on your face. So there's really two ways you can go. That sounded uh, I, terrible. Yeah. Well, one of them is a championship run. So got to look at Which I'm box. used
1: to. Three years in a
0: row I've been in a championship run. Ten and three last year. Anyway, go on. And so there you go. So, so you sit at the number eight. Um, and in that second tier with Malardi of teams on the bubble. Um, now we start to kind of break into uh, the top seven here, I, I think are a bit separated from the pack. Uh, I think these are playoff teams, all of them. And uh, I think that it's going to be pretty hard to knock off one of these guys, but I think the one who's teetering the closest to falling out of that um, space is, is Joel at number seven. Um, uh-huh. Joel Joel took a took a big hit with the Dalvin Cook trade. Uh, at first, I was actually really big on Joel making this trade. I thought it was great. Uh, obviously as it's worked out, you definitely see the value Dalvin Cook brings. That 26 points a game, that that 20, 20 plus point, you know, a game really offsets a position basically. So Joel's going to struggle with that for the rest of the year. Joel, again, that second running back spot—you're you, going to have to figure something out. Uh, Le'Veon Bell—I know you're kind of banking on him being the answer, but you know he has yet to prove himself, so we'll we'll see. Damn, uh, Joel, shots fired, man. But with that, but with that said, with that said, I'm just waiting for when I can fire back, but I'll wait. With that said, oh, this is not a this is not a discussion podcast. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> then I don't know why I was brought on. Am I right, Adam? <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, Don't worry, we'll have a special edition on the CFL podcast weekly called Joel Fires Back.
0: But Joel, I wanna I wanna give Joel his kudos because first of all, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's the real deal. Uh, he's so he's got so Joel, the anti quarterback guy, now has two top ten quarterbacks. Uh, I think Big Ben's top seven quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's super back, and then he's using this three wide receiver tight end stack almost to perfection. Travis Kelsey is a week in and week out performer. Kenny Galladay. Cooper Cup, Ceedee Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster—you can really rotate between those four guys and have a solid week each week. Joel and I are two of the biggest Ceedee Lamb truthers in the league, so I'm all in on that, and I'm really uh, impressed with 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 that piece of Joel's team. Kenyon Drake struggling, but again, can hold his own if he picks it up. Mm-hmm. I think Joel is a playoff team as of right now, but I think uh, he does have a small room—you know—amount of room for error. So if anything happens, I think this whole thing could get blown up quickly. So Joel, go ahead. Okay. So I just wanted to say real quick, you say that we've
2: seen how me and Joey's trade has unfolded. I made that trade last week. So there's just been one week where it's unfolded. I didn't make it it for a one-week trade. You know, Dalvin Cook had one week where he just blew up. But 24 hours before that week, you would have said that was a great trade for Joel and you ranked me number four overall. Dalvin – uh, Kenyon Drake, yes, he did not get in the end zone last week. was kind of disappointing. But I'll take a guy who's getting 17-plus carries a game on what looks like a playoff team. Um, Le'Veon Bell, you say he's never proven himself. I guess this is the – I don't know if he's a rookie. It's a different Le'Veon Bell, Adam. But Le'Veon Bell has been in the league for a while and has been one of the most talented running backs in the league for a long time. As bad as it was last year, I think we'd all agree the Jets were as bad as they could possibly be last year. Sam Darnold with, with Mono. Sam Dartle with Mono. And he was still finished as a top 15 running back by the end of the season. So I have faith, and um, I respect being this high, and um, I look forward to proving you wrong. Now that,
1: ladies and gentlemen, is how you do a debate. You see both, pe- both parties, they say what they need to say. They're not talking over each other. Come on, man. Will you just <laughs> shut up, man? <laughs> Let's do number no- Hey, I thought we were going on to number six, huh? Come on. Everyone, everyone in Scranton wants to hear Who's number six on the power rankings? Come on, man.
0: So what? First of all, what I will say though, quickly about that, in response to Joel, I think it's pretty clear right now in the Adam Gase offense, Le'Veon Bell still has yet to prove himself. So he's got a lot of work to do, especially when he comes back. Especially if Adam Gase doesn't get fired, even if he does, those he both pick up that he's going to still be in that same offense. They're not going to change offenses mid-year. So uh, you know, we'll see, Fire, but- man. You know, but with that being said, we'll move on to number six. Um, number six is somebody who has been quietly raking. He has been scoring. He's—I uh, think—he's the third highest point scorer in the league right now. Um, really impressed, actually, with what he's been able to do. And I really appreciate the thirty fantasy dollars that he gave me that I had to fix because our king and leader was incapable of doing it correctly the first time. Uh, and that's Jerome. Uh, Jerome, again, goes back to Keenan Allen, looks like a new guy with uh, with Justin Herbert, Justy, at quarterback. Justin Herbert's, first of all, the real deal. Herbie's so fully just, loaded. Yeah, just say that. So Keenan Allen looks great. DJ Moore, I think, has had a couple up and down games, but he's going to keep getting the looks. He's the number one guy in that offense, especially with Christian McCaffrey gone. And uh, they're going to keep airing it out. So I, I-, I do like Jeremy's nucleus there. James Connor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks like an awesome twosome. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was slightly over over heights just being the rookie. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a solid player, but he's got a lot of work to do. Um, But he's got a good nucleus there. Adam, or um, Jeremy's obsessed. He actually texted me um, this morning and said, get ready for my start of the week. It's Frank Gore. (laughs) He said, Gore, Gore,
1: Gore.
0: He said, "This is what's going to make me player of the week." So whatever the fuck that means, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. But uh, you know, so Jeremy sits at six. Number five, impressed, impressed with his team. Number five, the reigning, defending, undisputed CFL 2.0 champion of the world, Connor Maloney sits at five, slightly ahead of Con- of Jeremy, very slightly, ever so slightly. Uh, And the reason for that is points scored. So that was actually was my point. Jeremy is the fifth um, in points scored and Connor is third. So that's why I ranked Connor slightly ahead. Uh, I think Connor's team is really, really good and really deep. Connor does a great job of um, taking accountability of his team, taking account of what he needs uh, and making sure that it's, it's filled. And that's really what it boils down to. Um, Jarek McKinnon, an unbelievable pickup. Um, DK Metcalf is looking like an absolute all-star. I mean, he's an all-pro player at this point, no questions asked. Connor never really known for making a lot of trades, but doesn't really need to. His team is real, is set up really well right now, not to mention A.J. Brown gets another week of rest. Um, Connor's really set up, I think, um, to make a somewhat deep run. Um, Melvin Gordon, I'm actually a little bit higher on than most. I think that he's really taking control of that offense right now, that backfield specifically. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Melvin Gordon can do. And if not, I think Connor has the depth to make up for it, even though he picked Matt Breida way too early. Um, I digress. Number four, the biggest jump of the week, Raymond Clifford Horner IV. Uh, Another member of the fourth family. There's a lot of fourths here. Ray, a 146 bomb. I think he really, really improves his standing in the league, taking on Christian McCaffrey, taking on George Kittle, taking on the Admiral for three weeks while um, Christian McCaffrey gets healthy. Uh, you know, he still has Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, who who's came alive under Nick Foles. I I think Ray's team is, is, is primed to be really, really good. I think Ray dug himself out of, what I didn't think was a problem. I thought he was in one of the better situations in the league, traded Dalvin Cook for upside. I mean, you know Ray, he's going for upside. So, you know, and he potentially puts himself into some really good upside, assuming this all works out. But, um, you know, for now, even with those guys on the bench, Ray's team looks really, really good. And I I think he's primed to make it. Who else is
1: a, I'm sorry, Scott, who else is a fourth in our league other than Ray?
0: Who else? Will Fuller, Joel, uh, myself. Joel's, I'm pretty sure Joel's dad's name is Mark. No, no, Joel's a fourth. Uh, I'm a fourth. Craig's a fourth. I'm There's actually a, couple a second.
1: I'm actually a second. I yeah. can confirm that Joel's father's name is Mark Gottlieb. I know yeah. that.
0: No, no, but I can confirm that Joel Gottlieb is a fourth, uh, as is Craig Lind. So um, moving on, I have my online Survivor game in literally one minute. So I'm going to breeze through this. Number three. Is, good to see where your priorities are at absolutely uh number 3 me um stay stay put at number 3 i think that a uh, big win by me even though it was lucky as fuck i'll take it um you know 3 and 0 oh, can't really drop myself further past the, further past 3 i made that trade with uh craig this week a potential three-headed monster at receiver and running back when i get james robinson back in week 6 um every, again in similar vein to ray Uh, I think there's just so much upside going on here. Um, Number two, Joey. Unfortunately, I can't put him at number one yet. Blasphemous. Jimmy has played unbelievable, and he's my number one. Joey is the best in the league. I'll give him that. But Jimmy has given me no reason to drop him to two. Absolute blasphemy. Have you seen
2: the trade he made with
0: Adam? I think it was a great trade. I think it was a great trade. What? I think he's done well. Absolute I...
1: blasphemy here on the CFL 2. Joey, just want you to know, I don't agree with this. Me
0: either,
2: Joey, just so you know.
0: Yes, and so that leaves Jimmy at number 1.
2: Just so you know. Wow. That is blasphemy.
1: Scott, that, did you just that... join the uh, a cult? I mean, are you part of the West Baptist Church with that type of blasphemy? Listen, I, this,
0: this is it. This is what I believe. Just bias. It's,
1: it's, just, it's just your fake, fake news. Everybody knows that you have a gripe with Joey Adeloy. You have a gripe with people from Dowd's Farms because you're a Berkeley snob.
2: Look, these are the type of people
1: that we have to deal with in Berkeley. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
2: I know you said that's... this is not a discussion, but um, uh, even though Joey kind of fucked me earlier, Joey is by far the best team in the league. By far. But, hey, it's, it's the power
1: rankings, and that's why you got to tune in every, every single day. week. I want to thank Joel for coming on and replacing uh, the king, Chris Job, He will be on soon. Don't worry. We're going to get him on. Uh, Scott, mm-hmm. thank you. Even though you had a little bit low energy, jab, you brought things back up. You pricked up the pace, as we always do. And everybody pray for me because I am starting the Jets defense tonight. Week four, everybody. Good luck. We'll see you next week on the CFL 2.0 podcast.
0: Thank you.